Last week, President Harris and I stood in the United States Capitol. Another edition of Two Men and Shed Totally Uncensored. My co-host and partner in crime, George the Lighthouse Smith, navigating people around the pearls of politics will punch you in your gut honesty and a lovely, lovely, lovely rant. Almost as if he's a WWE wrestler. George the Claw Smith or some crazy shit like that. The Lighthouse, staying lit. Staying lit, George. All righty. All right. We got a lot of shit to cover this week. We got a lot to unpack right now. We got the Supreme Court talking about mass mandates. Well, you know what? I'm just glad you said unpack because I, I, I'm going to add that to the list where we said stop using that word last week. And we should have added that to that list. Unpack. Mm-hmm. Everybody likes to say mm-hmm. that nowadays, too. I know that's one of your favorite uh, ones. So we'll go ahead. We'll continue with it. Okay. I mean, if we ain't saying unpack, let's go with uh, offload. There, I like it. That's a new one. Yeah, right, let's offload. offload. Offload of shit from the supply chain. Yeah. <laughs> all right, anyway. Supply chain that isn't working. First of all, let me jump right in here, though. Have you checked your Ford stock lately? My Ford stock's doing well, dude. Dude, it is fucking, it, I mean, I'm sorry, it is rising. Yes, it is rising. Mine's up 75 it's, bucks. I'm, I'm, I'm at 250 now. Um, I wish I had more shares, but I, I haven't got rid of that dog shit that I have yet, so I can't move that money around, and I don't want to transfer any more money over there right now. But yeah, Ford is looking good. Plus, because they just came out with that new that new little 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 truck that's selling better than they thought it would. And come spring, their full electric full size truck comes out. So this stock is going to continue to rise. Yeah, that's that's the truck that Biden was riding around in that Biden yeah. gave some clout to. I hate to say that, but you know when you're getting so many so much subsidy from. Uh, the government, the president driving around your truck, it's going to happen. I'm not really giving the truck itself clout, but what I'm saying is I, I was reading an article the other day. They have so many orders, they had to quit taking orders. So it, it's going to sell. So I'm glad I got some stock in, in the Ford. I wish I had more because it just keeps yeah. rising. I got in at 17. Well, it's now at the 25. So. I got in when it was 14, and I wish I would have just bought. But I wish I would have put uh, – my Biden bucks on it when we got that that fucking yep. stimmy, yep. Um, just the whole thing because I would fucking easily five grand maybe right now they're yep. doing really well, and I'm not a big four fan. I'm not a big oh, I'm on not, I'm not cars. At all. Um, you know, the, the the people who like their trucks really love their trucks. Like once they get a Ford truck, they're loyal to the Ford truck. But to me, the box they don't look good. I but you know, people are loyal to it. And, and what's more American than Ford, though? You know, Ford is one of those great American brands. Well, so. yeah, it's been around for a long, long time. So, Plus, I can Ford, Ford is the only one back in, what, 2008, 2009 that didn't take the government bailout money. Ford refused to take well, it. So. Well, let's not be fooled there, George. You got to do your research just a little bit deeper because in 2004, they dive? did take some bailout. Oh, they, they did it. They took a government bailout because Ford wasn't doing good then. Uh, That's when 
uh, uh, Toyota ramped up their uh, full-size pickup sales. Well, I'm going to have to look And try to that. compete with Ford. No, yes. I've never heard that. Okay. Well, Just because it didn't happen in 2008, it happened in, what? I think, 2004. Couple of years earlier. Well, that's why we got two heads on this thing to think here. So, hey, yep. but yep. just before you called me, see, this, let, let me give a warning to all these people out here about scams. Just before Chris called me to this, hook this up, we're doing this at uh, almost eight o'clock here on a Thursday night because he was in class all day. We, I had stuff going on yesterday. Not that any of that matters, but my point is here. I just got an email. It said from PayPal. It said your account has been banned. Hold on here. I'll tell you exactly what it said. Uh, this is why you can't click on stuff, uh, and it's so funny because a half hour later I get, here's your December account for your PayPal account, but here it says your account has been disabled. Why your account has been disabled is due to we noticed activity that's inconsistent with our user agreement, and we no longer will offer you PayPal services. And I was thinking, oh, they must have been reading my Facebook. <laughs> but it says, it says, it says you either have a possible unauthorized account access, unresolved buyer disputes, or credit card chargebacks. And then, it, and then it says, here's the here's the kicker. Here's the red flag, everybody. We need some information about you. See the details. Click on this email to give us this information. Well, I'm not stupid. Oh, so I go to my PayPal yeah. account on my app, and obviously I'm able to log into my PayPal account. So I haven't been, it hasn't been uh, banned or anything like that, disabled. So people don't fall for these freaking email scams and shit. Just, if you get something like that from any of your bank institutions, go to your app for your bank and log on and see if there's an issue. Do not click on these emails and give these people any information at all. Now, and this is why two men and shit totally uncensored exists. Not only are you navigating us around the perils, the perils of fucking politics, we're getting good solid life advice here. And older people, older, older elders need to know this shit. Mm -hmm. You know, I hate these emails that come in that says, uh, your UPS package is on the way, mm -hmm. but we need this, that, and other. There's all kinds of shit out there. Right. And it, it's. It, it never ends. You can sit in junk mail, this, that, and other. It just never fucking ends, but yes. First of all, if you live by the rule, DTA, uh, don't trust anybody. Those. Live by that rule. You have no, you won't have an issue. I don't trust anybody anymore. Uh, DTA, people, live by that. Don't trust anybody. Now, also, Chris, here's something. Did, did you know that North Carolina is now military retirement tax-free? When did that happen? Apparently, they just passed it, and and, and it, it went to effect autumn. It went to effect immediately. Uh, uh, seven more states uh, went to military retirement tax free. North Carolina, in the article I'm reading, matter of fact, I still have it up here on the on the computer here. The article I was reading plainly says North Carolina is one of the seven, and see Utah. Let's see, Arizona will start it later on, but North Carolina and Utah will see the changes take effect immediately. So now we're living in a tax-free state, which is good, because I kept thinking, well, shoot, I got to get a North, I got to get a West Virginia driver's license so I can be tax-free. But now I have my North Carolina one; I should be good to go. Now I think I'll transfer all my car shit back to North Carolina because it's cheaper insurance than West Virginia. I think that's what I'll do. But well, it it, it only makes sense though. Well, I never thought North Carolina. I, I never thought North Carolina would do it because there's so many retired Marine Corps and Army personnel in North Carolina. You think of the money they're losing, so I never thought they would do it. Well, are they losing money, George, or is it how much they really losing by taxing our income? I know, I know. Before the income was, I had, uh, I don't, I, I didn't, because in Missouri, when you're active duty, you don't have to pay state tax. But when I came resident of North Carolina, I had to pay state tax. And one year they got me, like here you owe back taxes. Wait, wait, I think it was why, like, while you were still in the Marine Corps, 
Or after you retired? No, once okay. after I retired. Yeah, that's when they got they me got too. Me. Yeah, they got me too. Yeah. And it wasn't a whole lot. It was four hundred dollars or something like that. That's a whole lot. So I would. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, you know, people talk about you know, yeah, uh, the celebrities owing like millions and millions and millions of dollars, and I'm just saying four hundred dollars. Well, let's keep kind it of simple. dropping a bucket. Well, let's keep it simple because me and you don't know okay. anybody making a million dollars. So let's keep it simple. So uh, supposedly we do. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> so, uh, so, um, we uh, so I just set it up to take I think fifty-seven dollars a month out, and I think I was paying too much. So I just looked at it as one of those uh, uh, state tax saving accounts where, like, if I pay too much, I get the refund. Mm -hmm. But, but uh, I mean, if you really think about it, George, are they really missing out on that much state revenue? If they make it tax-free, that's an incentive for us to stay. Mm -hmm. And then we buy houses. Then we buy more property, maybe start a business. So you got to look at it that way. It's a little bit of give and take right there. I think North Carolina is 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 smart in the sense that well, here are. we're not going to tax well, they are. military yeah. retirement yeah. pay because they got to compete with uh, Florida and Texas. That you know everybody's moving to one of those. Like I said, West Virginia finally did that a couple years ago, and that's why I've been. I was trying to get everything switched over there, but since I didn't have a home address, I could not get a West Virginia driver's license. And so I just now still have my North Carolina one. But now I won't worry about that. And now I'm just going to transfer, like I said, my truck and everything over to North Carolina because it's cheaper in, in, with insurance and taxes anyway. So. And really, what's wrong with North Carolina? Nothing. The weather's temperate. Mm -hmm. it, you've got the beaches and mountains. Mm -hmm. they're, they're, it's, it's not I've always overcrowded. I fell in love with North Carolina when I, the first time they moved me here in 1991. I, I fell in love with it even before then, I think. No. Well, I didn't, I didn't really love it until I got a boat. And then once I got a boat, that's when I fell in love with it. All the water and the places you can go and, you know, the the different sandbars and just the freedom you have out there in the water. And then I took a trip up to the mountains. So you go within a day's drive, you can go from beach to mountains. Yep, yep. And if, if you went right now, you might get some snow. So you're going to go from, from 60 degree weather up to maybe 30 degree weather and get some snow in a matter of five hours. It's awesome. It's awesome. Now, hey, you know the USAA uh, little pallet app that I use, right, for insurance discount that I know you're against because you don't want them tracking your driving habits. Uh huh. Okay. Well, now, first of all, I did get a totally. Against, I did yes. get. A, I did get a twenty five percent discount on my next policy for next six months, which will save me twenty dollars yeah. a month. So, so it was worth it. But, because they're brought. They're buying your privacy. No, but they're you, buying your privacy. Well, that's my point. That's what I'm getting at. Here's the thing, dude. The other day, you know, every time I drive or I get out of a car, it sends me a little notification. Oh, you drove good this time. Or you used your phone this many times, blah, blah, blah. I wasn't driving the other day. I was riding with somebody else. And I got out of the car and, and I got a notification that said, this trip will not count since you were not driving. Now then, how in the fuck do you know I'm not driving? How did they know? The phone was still in my Whoa. pocket like it would be if I was driving. How did they know I was not driving the car? I thought Chris was on to something here. This is ridiculous. Now, will I get rid yeah. of it? Will I get rid of it? No, because I like my 25% discount. But Because they're buying it. <laughs> you're cheap to buy your privacy phone. Well, hell, everybody's got it everywhere anyway. But it you're brought cheap. up, I thought, I thought, man, Chris is right. How the hell do they know I was not driving that car? It. I yeah. don't get it. 
I don't get it yeah. at all. Dude. Well, either way, they're tracking me through Pokemon Go anyhow. They, 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 they're tracking me through that. But, but it, it, it's funny you bring that up because I brought up MSN.com just to cruise through a whole bunch of headlines. And their poll is, have you ever a vacation in an RV? And you're in an RV, and I came and seen you in an RV. So why in the fuck is the computer now asking me this question? I'm telling dude? you. I'm telling you. It's some, every time you have thoughts, it shows up on the, on online. I tell you, they're they're embedded everywhere. They're embedded everywhere. Big brother knows, dude. Big brother knows. Now here's something else that was brought to my attention the other day from our listener Marcus Addis out there in Montana. He said, <laughs> "This cracked me up." He said, "Hey, dude." If you play your podcast at half speed, <laughs> Chris sounds funny as hell. So I played it at half speed, and I played it at a certain part. And dude, you sounded like you were high as hell. <laughs> it's <was> so hilarious. <laughs> so I, 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 and te- I tell everybody here now: go play the podcast at half speed and see how we sound. Especially Chris. I didn't listen to myself, but you were the one pointed out to me. So I, I was like, I got to listen to this, and it was hilarious. <laughs> Did you check it out after I told you? No, I haven't checked it. I don't have to. I don't have to do that. Oh, it's funny, man. It's <laughs> funny. But on another note, I got a few messages and texts about your, about your. I don't know if that's a backhanded compliment or what. <laughs> but I did get a few texts and uh, messages about your little red red Riding Hood. Is that is that her name? Red Riding Hood story last week about pins and needles taking the route. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And nobody knew what the yeah. fuck you were talking yeah. about. They were all like, "What the hell is he talking about?" I said, "I don't know. I don't remember the wolf and red riding hood ever having a, a conversation, let alone pins and needles." I, I didn't know what the hell you talking about. I, I said, "He's trying to make an analogy, maybe not a good one, but yeah, a lot of people didn't get yeah. that, dude." I mean, I understood what well, you I, well, I, I understood what you were getting at, but the way you tried to use the analogy with red riding didn't come across to a lot of people. Well, I mean, pins means you actually patch up, you sew it up. Like you take, if you have a hole in your garment, you take time to actually sew it up. Just You just don't put needles in it as a Band-Aid, as a temporary thing. And that's what our government, that's what I was trying to say. Our government's taking yeah. the path of needles, yeah, the I, quick way. Like I said, I, problem, I knew what you were getting problem. at. I knew what you were getting at, but I mean, the analogy... You know, Red Riding Hood. Hey, I'm going to take the pins route or whatever, whatever the hell. It, it just it didn't really come across good. So, but yeah. yeah. Okay. So, I mean, just throw I mean, it out there. It, I mean, if they fucking hate it, they can get their own fucking podcast. Well, Stop listening to ours. I'm not saying they hate I mean, it. I'm but, just uh, saying. How about you just get better on your analogies? How about that shit? How about that? Anyway, I'm just saying the path of pins and needles. The government needs to get on it. That's. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, uh, there's a lot of life lessons that can be found in fairy tales and just these old sayings. So maybe we maybe we need to reintroduce that shit. My favorite one is the fox and the grapes, and you know how many people don't get that either. And I'm like, well, the fox and grapes is another great saying. one, yeah. and and a lot of people don't understand that either. And I'm like, how do you not get it? But anyway, anyway, uh, Bob Saget, dude, 65 years old, died, and uh, no cause of death known at this time. That's weird. There's no cause of death. He died while he was um, sleeping. So he just. So so America's father just pat, faded away like Yoda. Yep. yep. After you got. Yep. On Dagobah, huh? Yep, and that's weird. Yep, they're waiting, I, uh, they're waiting on they're waiting on the autopsy to find out why he died. Here's the thing: Do I think Bob Saget did drugs? Absolutely, I think he did drugs. Oh, I'm pretty sure he admits back, to. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure he admits to it. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure he didn't. But do that. I think Bob Saget is on drugs? Probably nothing that no one else is not on. You know, probably blood pressure medicine, probably some depression medicine. So I don't think it's anything crazy. No, 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 no. Um, 
But it, it's it's weird the dichotomy of Bob Saget that he was America's father. But if you ever listen to his stand up, man, that motherfucker was raunchy. He's talking about banging hoes and snorting crack off their clits and all kinds of shit, dude. That motherfucker is hardcore. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. well, man, I mean, once again, here's here's my take on these celebrities diet. It doesn't affect me any. None, none at all. It's the next man up. The next man up is going to fucking fill that that void. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I was never their friend, and 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 they did what they 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 that their occupation is. If I was a book builder, I would build books. They were entertainers. They entertained. He isn't going to sit there and say, "Oh, that book builder died, and I should fucking do this, that, and other." I don't know. I just, you know. And here's another thing too, is that Bob Saget played. A great father on TV. He played a character that isn't Bob Saget, and a lot of people don't separate the character that these actors play and these actresses play from the person. Yeah, my my middle daughter loved Full House. I, I never liked the show myself. I liked the newer one, Fuller House. I kind of liked it, but never was a fan of the original one. Uh, but my oldest, my young, my middle daughter, she loved that show. As a matter of fact, for one year of Christmas, I bought her the whole box set of every episode. So she takes yeah, my, that too. So yeah. My son's like Fuller House. I couldn't get into it. I couldn't get into it. Because one of the girls were, uh, was straight up a crackhead, if I yeah, remember Stephanie. right. She yeah, tur- Stephanie. Yeah. Stephanie turned to a crackhead. I think she did porn too for a little while. Didn't we have we, we had a Steffi on our podcast once that no, nah, never mind. But anyway. She's in the she is in the background of the podcast. <laughs> you know, she still she's, she still hates me. Last time I saw her, she pretended like she didn't know who I was. <laughs> but yeah. she might not have. I don't know, but yeah. She was the fluffer me. of that podcast. Yes, she was. Yes, she was. <laughs> Sitting over in the corner. <laughs> Just fluffing it out. <laughs> yeah. All righty then. All right, hey, hey, let me throw a rapid fire to you real quick. The Marine Corps band was instructed by the White House to compose an entrance theme for that fake Dr. Jill Biden. Never has a first lady in history ever had her own music. But now she has an entrance theme, which I'm going to play for you here real quick. So hold on here real quick. Here we go. That is her fanfare music from whenever she makes an appearance now because she is so special. What do you think about that? Well, a couple things on this, George. One, I'm going to go serious. And say she don't fucking deserve it. Exactly. She does nothing. She's married to the fucking president. Exactly. Um, or you can sit there and say she's actually resident, running presidency because Biden's so fucked up mentally that he, he she's 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 fucking Sleepy Joe's handler. Mm-hmm. But two, I'd rather have had some fucking like interest music like fucking from the Yin Yang Twins like. You know, shake your salt shaker or some shit. Just fucking some great fucking, you know, drop that booty down to the flow. 
Well, first of all, the fake Dr. Jill Biden should be up on uh, uh, elderly abuse charges anyway for even letting her husband run for office when she knew he was not in a state to even be president. She's just a power-hungry piece of shit, and uh, they, they, she should be in jail for even letting him run for office. So, And destroying the country, too. That should be another charge right there. So, but. All right, Chris, you remember our episode 11, penis, poster, and fat shaming, correct? I do. That was one of my favorite ones. That yes. was funny. I do like. I recommend everybody go back and yes. listen to episode eleven, penis poster and right. fat shaming. Very good episode. Well, I bring this up because this transgender stuff's getting out of control, dude. Did you see that the um, greatest female Jeopardy champion of all time is actually a man? The Kyle Jennings or Jennings or the I, Jennings guy? I, I don't remember the name. I didn't write it down because I really don't care. But my point of this whole thing is, and that's not my only only point here, but we are screwing women over here by now all of a sudden we're saying men who want to pretend like they're women, we're calling them, we're giving them women's records and we're calling them women. Not only that one, but the top female college swimmer is actually a man. But now he's breaking all the female records. And they won't, and, and you know, the schools are like, hey, you know, we're inclusive. But it, what's funny about that one is he was actually beat a couple weeks ago by a female who's claiming to be a man. So these people are all fucked up, dude. They don't know which way they're fucking going. They, they don't know whether to wind their ass or scratch their watch. They don't know what the hell's going on here. But that's not it either. Now, the first female, remember we talked about this one, the first female four-star admiral in the public health service is actually a man. It's getting ridiculous. We cannot keep screwing the women over and claiming these people to be the first of this, first of that when they're not women. You want to call yourself that? Fine. But to insult to everybody else's intelligence by saying this is the first female here, it's not a female. Uh, men have dominated female high school track and female MMA circuit, and all they're doing is screwing the women over left and right. That's all they're doing. And people think this is okay, legit. A lot of people don't. But, you know, the schools and stuff, they're, they're going along with it because apparently they're either so woke or they don't want to get sued one way or the other. Yeah, we, we've been down this road a couple of times, George. And it, it, how is it, how is it that this is how far, you know, really be honest with you, George, I blame women. I blame women for allowing men, especially trans women or, or whatever they are, they want to be called into that world that's what a turf is as, as, as far as i understand that's what a turf is that um i, I had to google I'll, I'll google right quick what turf is but i'm pretty sure turf is is regular women saying trans women get out of our stuff mm -hmm. well some, uh, some, some, of, some of them are pushing back but you know they don't have all the power it's the schools and all that that are that are allowing it all to happen so TERPS is the feminist who excludes the rights of transgender women from the advocacy of women's rights. I don't know where that falls in there, but but women sh women should be pissed off and going going balls to the wall. <laughs> no pun in intended there, but uh, saying here get these men out of my sports because really what it, what's happening here is that no one. No one believes the science, George. We're always told to believe the science, right? <laughs> Except when it comes to this. <laughs> Except when it comes to this, that they're, that genders are different. You can be so, whoever you want to be. Yeah. It, it just doesn't work out. When I look at a group of women and then I look at myself and a group of men, 
we look different. We're bigger, broader shouldered. We, we have larger hands. We, we are a lot of times muscular, uh, bigger and larger than these women. So, of course, we're going to run faster, swim faster, jump faster. I mean, like Dave Chappelle said, imagine if LeBron James was a trans girl in the, in, in, yep. in the, the women's NBA. Yep. Yep. You know, he would score 100 points a night, 200 points a night. Well, and it's like we said before. Uh, no one, ca- you want to call yourself something? No one gives a shit. Go call yourself something. But to insult everybody else's intelligence and try to pretend like everybody else has to go along with it, to me, that's just total nonsense and bullshit. And to be stealing the records that that that, you know, the the the, the swimmer guy. He he failed in the men's swimming. He wasn't winning shit. Now all of a sudden he says, oh, "I'm a female now." And now all of a sudden he's mm-hmm. winning all these records. Come on, dude. You were a loser yeah. over over here where you should be. So now you want to go over here and dominate women? Gee whiz. Get over yourself already. Well, they should never let Caitlyn Jenner be the woman of the year way back that when. should have not been either. You know? yeah, that's just it should have never fucking happened. Stupid. But, uh, you know, that that's, that's equivalent to me saying, you know, when I joke around and say I was born in South Africa, I'm African American, I win African American Award of the Year, you know? Yeah. It's equivalent to that. Yeah. Well, there's, well, there's one. Fucking, oh, go ahead. It, it, you know, these guys are psychotic. They're psychotic in their ego that they want to sit there and steal women's records exactly. and, and, and their accomplishments. Mm-hmm. They sit there and say, you know, if the world allows me, I can pretend to be a woman, mm-hmm. and then I can take all this, and I can have all mm-hmm. the glory. All the glory. Endorsements and all. Yeah. Now, there's yeah. also one more. The Golden Globes, they had those the other day, like like anybody's watching that crap. Matter of fact, they weren't even on TV this year, and I don't even think they streamed them because they've gotten so much bad press and bad ratings that they didn't even bother with it this year. They didn't even have a host. But there's a, there's, there's a guy, and I'm going to call him a guy. He can claim to be a female all he wants, but he's a guy. His name, MJ Rodriguez. He, he won Best Female Golden Globe for Best Actress in a TV Drama. Now, I don't know what TV show this is because the article didn't say... But they only nominate five women for this for this for this uh, award. So he stole a spot from an actual female, and now all of a sudden he's the best actress in a TV drama. It it, it just doesn't stop. It's getting stupid. It's getting ridiculous. But you got to remember in Hollywood, if an actress plays out like that, uh, they're going to just either replace her or say she's not woke enough. Exactly. She's not going to get exactly. acting jobs. She's going. Yeah. It, it could be detrimental even for an actor. But I feel like for actresses. More pressure is put on them to allow that to happen um, versus the males because you, you, you don't see females becoming males. No. Well, you know, it's breaking but, records. Well, well yeah, you do. Well, they're not breaking records. Like, yeah, you're right. They're not breaking any records. So. Yeah, it but, is. A, it, it's a one-way street. It yeah. seems like when it comes to these uh, sports competitions and, oh, and and all this other stuff. They're still and, and why? Because of common sense, as you just stated, men and women are built differently. So if you if you sucked yeah. if you sucked in the men's sport, then to me you're just you're just pathetic trying to switch over and take over all the women's glory. You're, you're pathetic. Well, so, let me ask you this, George. When do you think a man is a woman? Oh, that's a good question. Maybe when they get their penis cut off and shit. I don't know. I think total transition. Yeah, exactly. I, I, total, total transition. Trans, yeah. Total transition where you have no more male parts. You have no more uh, resentment. Adam apples been shaved out. You've been taking the chemicals, the medication to uh, pump your body full of the estrogen. Did, 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 your, boobs, 
it, it brings the person all the way up to the point where they don't have a period. Did Bruce Jenner do that? You know, I don't know if he has a wonk wonk or not. Yeah, I, I don't I know. I don't know. I really don't, I don't give know. a shit either. <laughs> nah, me neither. Even if I had an old Wheaties box, I wouldn't let I, him sign it. I, so. That's what I say. I don't. They probably won't put him on any Wheaties boxes anytime soon, but only because. Only because he identifies as a Republican, so he ain't gonna be on no Wheaties box anytime soon. So, but, yeah, man. I mean, him him coming out as Republican was harder than him coming out as trans. Probably so, so probably so. It was. But, he says that, but but uh, yeah, everybody go listen to episode eleven, the <laughs> penis poster and fashion. <laughs> Good episode. Oh, the penis poster has me laughing all the time. Uh, I was hysterical. Yes, it was. All righty. Um, there's another. There's another rapid fire for you. After firing hundreds of medical staff for being unvaccinated, California now has to use COVID-positive hospital staff that have already been vaccinated but uh, are COVID-positive. George, I... <laughs> you really had a loss on that one, huh? No, it's pretty simple. Um... <laughs> Where you can be positive with the disease. Like, I just... Hey, I don't know. I mean... It... I think you're. Yeah. I think you're freezing. You're gonna have to get minute. tested. Yeah. To how about now? No, you're good now. Yeah. Every week I had to be tested, um, you know, to go to class. And I was having a conversation with the nurse. I was like, "Are you vaccinated?" And I was like, "She's like, yeah." I was like, "Anyone, anyone that you know been vaccinated and, and tested positive?" She's like, "Yes, this happened all the time." Matter of fact, they have students sitting in chairs that were vaccinated testing positive and they were waiting for the what well, was basically the, the the school to say can they go to class or can't they go to class like how does this work you know um you know if if you're firing people who are unvaccinated because you're afraid of them getting it but vaccinated people get it and they're testing positive but they still have a job like where's the discrimination lawsuits coming in at they're going to start coming it makes no sense man. i mean no sense at all it, it and we really only have one point of failure here, and that's fucking Dr. Slouchy, as as Michael Savage would say it. You know, the CDC being an arm of of misinformation. That's that's what they became. That's, a central well, that's, disinformation that's, control. That's unit. the Democrats' favorite word now, misinformation. If you go against mm -hmm. anything Fauci says or anything the left says, mm -hmm. it's misinformation. Whether you have all your facts and in, in ducks in a row, it's misinformation if you go against their narrative. Did you see where Fauci and Rand Paul went at it again in Congress the other Loved day? It. Loved it. Loved dude. it. He put Fauci Loved in it. his place. All Fauci could do, Fauci didn't answer any of the allegations. All he did was play the victim again. You're playing politics. You're playing and, and and then held up his little sign <laughs> from Rand Paul's website, fired Dr. Fauci. <laughs> hey, did he's not is he stupid? That's gonna be a meme that lives forever now. Oh, you saw me, I posted that bitch on Facebook. I felt like I was watching a promo WWE of two wrestlers about to do it at the Royal at the Royal Rumble. You know, the Fauci Rand Paul match. You know, the Rand Paul just keeps calling him out left and right, and Fauci will never, uh, he'll never admit to any of the allegations. He'll never address the allegations, I should say. He just turns it into a whole political attack, is what he does, and, uh, and just keeps lying and lying and lying. He should have been fired a long time ago. This is the guy who screwed up the whole AIDS pandemic, and yet he still had a job after that. What, that's the the beauty of government bureaucracy, right there. Hmm. All you gotta do is is. is Look at those emails. Yep, yep. The emails. He wrote that shit. Yep. 
You, you tell me there's some fucking Fauci robot writing this shit, and he was just out playing golf. No, well, Fauci wrote that shit. Well, when they nailed, and now he's when they nailed him last time on the gain of function, he came back and tried to change the definition of gain of function because the emails outed him on that too. So I mean, he just keeps lying and lying and lying. He's lied to Congress. He should be prosecuted, but nobody ever is, unless unless you knew Trump, and then then they'll prosecute you for that. But nobody else ever is. It's ridiculous. It's a sham. But yeah, Fauci is a douchebag. So, and I will never listen to anything yep. that idiot says. So, now that so also if, go ahead. If, if this if this pandemic ever does get solved, because I do think there's a disease there, mm-hmm. I don't think it's as bad as it's been hyped up. Nope, never have. Um, but if there ever is going to be some way to uh, to put this flames out of of COVID. There needs to be a united front on here's how we're going to do it. And the vaccine seemed not to be the answer because vaccines should work. And right now, I think people, at least in, in our country, it, you know, information is pretty much free. It doesn't lock down like in New Zealand and Australia where they just take the Internet or Cuba take the Internet totally off. It's not working no, it's, not. it's not working, and and people, it, it's it's like being on the playground. Why does Jimmy get to swing on a swing set with a lollipop in his mouth, and then when I try to do it, you tell me if I fall down, it's going to get shoved down my throat. Yeah. Why does he get to suck on his lollipop while swinging, but I can't? Yeah. Well, a new poll came out, and less than one third of voters actually trust Fauci. Nobody believes this guy anymore. So, but this also rolls into what you talked about uh, earlier before we came on the podcast about the Biden's mandate getting shut down by the Supreme Court. Now, now all, all that shut down was his his private business mandate. You know that everybody uh, had to be vaccinated, this and that and the other. That through OSHA, they were trying to use OSHA as as a runaround to get this implemented, but the Supreme Court shut that down. Now, what was left in place was the mandate for Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. So if you're, if you're still in that, in that realm, you're still going to have to stick with the mandate and you're going to have to get vaccinated. Um, uh, that was a, and, and the ones who passed that was a 5-4 vote with uh, Chief Justice Roberts and Kavanaugh siding with the left on that side. So Again? Again. Yeah, you can't. Roberts, he, he, he loves to be loved by the Democrats and Kavanaugh. Sometimes I still think he's like, look, see, I'm not here doing what Trump wants. I'm, I'm, I'm voting with them. I think he still does that all the time. Yeah. Well, with that said, there's a lot of questions that goes with that because I go to a public, you know, university. Can they mandate me wearing a mask now? Now, see, I don't know how far that plays I, into, in, in, like into I what just, you're dealing with there. I don't know. You know, if you're an employee, let's, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's, there's OSHA rules that apply to employees on a university. Well, but, well that one, but that one was shut down, though. That the OSHA can't enforce anything. OSHA can't. But, they can't do that. What I'm getting at here, George, is if if the employees aren't forced to wear a mask, how the fuck are you gonna make the students wear a mask? Well, yeah, I see where you're you going. know. I see that. I well, there's also I, I, you know, don't, I don't get it. Well, because this did deal with private businesses, so I don't. I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens on that. I I, I don't know. Is, is the college private business? Don't they get like federal funds and stuff? I don't know. Well, I think every college gets federal funds. That's so too, you're right? telling me the mandate stands for federally know. funded places? I would. I feel I, like everything's federally funded. I would assume so, but I don't really know. I just know uh, a lot of people were confused. Oh, no mandates, no mandates, but they didn't read the whole whole article. Just the one 
just the one with OSHA on private businesses, um, large private businesses, was the one shot down. <clears throat> the other one stood for Medicare and Medicaid services. That one stood. That's all I can tell you. Don't yeah. know anything else about it because I don't have a job at either place, so I don't know. Well, I got to look into this because it affects me. And if I can get by with, I actually have a line, uh, a class that's online. And then 15 minutes after that, I have another class that's in person. And I refuse to sit in an online class wearing a mask when I'm on campus. Because if I go indoors, I got to wear a mask. Well, that defeats the purpose of having an online class. I might as well have this class in person. I agree. And so just, you know, my personal... My personal pride will not let me do it. So I sat outside. I enjoyed the fresh air. Um, but when, when, when the breeze blew, it was a little chilly. But outside that, it was lovely. So the only thing I was missing was a good cigar during the class. <laughs> Focused on now. So That's twice now she's avoided that question. So, well, well, Because they're in danger. Yep. I mean, Biden's... Biden's approval rating keeps slipping and slipping. Well, hers is worse. Um, hers is worse, though. So, really, there's rumors that they want to get rid of her. And, of course, I know she's heard those rumors. So, I think that's one reason why she's not saying anything. But no one really wants to be tied with Joe Biden at this point either. So, Well, it's just it's just not looking good right now for the Democrat Party. Um, good. I don't want to put this in in the air, but I'm going to do it for our podcast. I don't want to put it in the air, but I'm going to do it for our podcast. And I think they're going to break out Michelle Obama. Well, that's another rumor I've heard. So I think they're going to break out Michelle Obama because she will. Dude, liberals love Michelle. I know you know. The black community loves Michelle. Uh, the immigrant community loves Michelle. And they, well, Democrats are losing a lot of Hispanics and blacks, so that may be their only card to go to. So, yes. So, um, and, and I read the article yeah. the other day that it, uh, she would be hard to beat. Um, unless, I mean, she'd be hard to beat just for the reasons you stated. Now, does she really know anything? Probably, she probably knows about as much as Kamala Harris, which is nothing. So, once again, the Democrats uh, I don't, don't have anybody. They don't have anybody. I don't know. I, I when her books were on, on were popular on the bookshelves in the stores, I picked it up and I read a chapter or two. And I mean, you take these long pauses that I never know when you cut out politics or my flavor of how I want to live or how I want to live my life. So, well. Um, hopefully they don't break her out. I guess we'll see. But like I said, nobody really wants to be tied with Joe Biden right now. As you see, when he was in Georgia giving his uh, big speech there about voting rights, which was all full of lies as usual, Stacey Abrams didn't even show up. And that's her home state. She's all about voting rights. She didn't even show up. A scheduling conflict. Now, you would think if the president of your party is coming down to talk about what you're passionate about, what you've been working on since you lost in 2018 and still refuse to say you lost, you know, but but Trump was supposed to say he lost. Uh, but you don't even bother rearranging your schedule to show up to be to be there with the guy. She she doesn't want to be anywhere near Biden because his approval ratings he's down to thirty two percent. Kamala Harris down to twenty six percent. Nobody wants to be around this guy. So, but he's down there pushing the voting rights bill because all they want to do is federal federalize the elections to allow mail in ballots, ballot harvesting, drop off boxes. 
No ID requirements, but you got to have your vaccination card. But you know, you don't have to have ID to vote because they have nothing else to run on. Chris, all their policies have failed. Biden's been a failure. So this is what they're pushing now. This is what they're going for. They're trying to make voting rights an issue going into the midterms because they have nothing else. They the border crisis, uh, inflation is is seven percent, which Biden was bragging about the other day. He thinks that's good, but it's the highest it's been since 1982, 40 years. But he's bragging about it. You know, he's he's he. He's the emperor with no clothes. If I tell you it's good, it's, it's good. You know, don't worry about it. Um, he's full of it. Uh, the supply chain crisis. Nobody in the Democrat Party ever takes blame for anything. You know who they're blaming for the supply chain crisis? Truck drivers. Unvaccinated people. That's who they're blaming for the supply chain crisis. They never, ta they never take any blame for anything. Pete Buttigieg says he saves Christmas. First of all, I hate when people say that because Christmas was happening whether or not you had a toy or not. But the L.A. mayor said Pete Buttigieg saved Christmas for us all. Pete Buttigieg didn't do shit. He didn't do a damn thing. Except stay home with his, uh, with his husband and, and with their little kid or whatever. I think they got two. I don't know. But, but that's where we're at here, Chris. Yeah. That's where we're at. But Biden's speech the other day was full of nothing but lies. Uh, talking about Georgia's uh, new integrity voting law. When in reality, Delaware, his state, has stricter laws than Georgia has. But he's not saying anything about Delaware. Why? Because it's a Democrat and we mentioned state. this before. We have Colorado has more strict, strict, restrictive <laughs> voting laws than Georgia, and, and they moved and to they, fucking Alabama. There you go. You're right. So it's all lies. Here's, well, he didn't fact check his shit. He said you can't hand out water or this. Well, he doesn't. He, he doesn't. You can have, hand out water. He doesn't have to fact check it because the media won't call him out on it. He knows this. Well, we're gonna call him out on it. Two minutes shit, totally uncensored. You can hand out water in voting lines. Mm -hmm. You just can't be campaigning. Right. That's just a, essential to life. That makes no sense. And if, if you were uh, campaigning, you got to be 100 feet away from where the voting is. Yep. So it's an earshot. You can be 100 feet away and say, here, vote for Trump, vote for Trump, vote for Trump. Make all the noise you want. He, it's just simply delusional, dude. Well, yeah, he's telling he's telling all of these lies because you know he wants to, he wants to get rid of the filibuster, uh, which they still keep saying. It, it kind of irritates me. They keep saying the minority should not be allowed to stop. A, it's not the minority. You got fifty Republicans and two Democrats. That's fifty-two to forty-eight. It's not the minority. That's the majority telling you they don't want you to do it. But they keep trying to discount yeah. the, two, the two Democrats and keep saying the minority, just counting the Republicans, because, you know, they have that Kamala Harris vote as a tiebreaker. But well, so already they're being deceptive this is there. But the whole time, but the thing with the filibuster is Schumer defended the filibuster forever when it was beneficial to the Democrats. Biden defended it yeah. when it was beneficial to the Democrats. Yeah. But now because show the light, White House. Yep, yep. Because now show the light, Lighthouse. But since Biden needs a win, he's willing to upend all norms in the Senate and and get rid of the filibuster, which he told Joe Manchin because Joe Manchin asked him, uh, "Did Robert Byrd?" Because that's who Joe Biden likes to keep bringing up, Senator Robert Byrd from from West Virginia, who Manchin replaced when he died, uh, who was an actual KKK member and a Democrat. So uh, there, there you have that. Uh, uh, but uh, got a lot of money for West Virginia, though. I'll give him credit for that. But anyway, making a long story short, Manchin even asked him, did did uh, Senator Byrd ever try to change the rules in the Senate? And Biden's like, oh, it's different times now. You know, times have changed. Yeah, because now it's beneficial to you. But once again, Chris, this is where Democrats' knee-jerk reaction 
they don't realize this could come bite them in the ass later down the road if the Republicans take back the Senate, which is why they're pushing so hard to take this federal elections, because they know it's going to kind of keep them in power for a long time now. So they're not worried about consequences down the road. This is their this is their chance to lock power in for a very long time with these fraudulent elections. That's what it comes this down to. Is, this is the Democrats taking a path of fucking pins. They're short-sighted. Short-sighted. There you go, pins. And they didn't have to ask Little Red Riding Hood. Pins, pins, pins. But yeah. I'll tell you what, once yeah. again, Harry Reid, who just died, who, you know, they're they're saying the greatest savior in the world. At least he didn't make us go through a whole week of stuff like McCain did. McCain was a e e egocentric piece of trash. But So Harry Reid, he's the one who changed the, the voting for uh, the judges and all that. He's the one who changed the filibuster for that purpose. And what it do? It came back and bit him in the ass when Trump was putting putting uh, his judges up because then they didn't need 60, 60 people to vote. All they needed was a simple majority. So once again, they're doing something that could come back and bite them in the ass later, just so Joe Biden can have a win. That's all they're doing. Because but they think this win is going to keep them in power forever. So that's it, all it is. They're trying to steal elections from here on out. That's all they're doing. Yeah. So that idiot, he gets down. Yeah. He, he brags about his seven percent inflation. Uh, he claims victory in Afghanistan. The withdrawal, even though uh, 13 service members died, he he don't care about that. He mm -hmm. checks his watch at the funeral. He don't care. Uh, he now guess what he's doing now? He's giving the Taliban 308 million dollars because pe they got people starving over there. So now, not only did we leave millions and millions of dollars of equipment there, now we're gonna give them 308 million so the Taliban can feed these people. Now, do you really think the Taliban's gonna feed anybody, or is it gonna go in the Taliban's pockets? It's going to go to Taliban's pockets to buy weapons from Iran via uh, Russia or China. Well, they don't need, the, hold on, they don't need to buy weapons because Biden gave them a shitload. <laughs> they don't well, need to buy another. <laughs> there's that too. Um, Three hundred and eight million dollars, and we have homeless vets in every city. We have fucking homeless people. Period. In every city, we have inflation. We have grocery store shelves. That are not stocked. You go to Walmart, they might as well contract a little bit. If Walmart wants to make some business, they might as well sell off some, some space in there because there's enough empty shelves in Walmart to open up another store. Oh, well, that, that's that's not Biden's fault yet, either. That's not Biden's fault either, according to Elizabeth Warren. That's the grocery store's fault because they're trying to get, price gouge the, the Americans. Now, first of all, why would the shelves be empty if they're trying to price gouge everybody? That she's blaming the stores because there's no food instead of where exactly. the where the blame really lies. It's all you smoke price gouging. You're going you're going to put it on the shelf for people to buy. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Just it, it, and if anybody understands the supermarket business anyway, they rely on volume. They have to rely on volume or they make no money. So they have to have people in the store. It, so that's why. Well, he's the most popular president, president of all time. Eighty-one million. But when you got four grocery Most stores, when you ever. when you got four grocery stores within a three or four block radius, why do you think they're constantly competing on prices? Because they rely on volume. They need people in the store, so they're not going to price gouge you. And they didn't just all of a sudden decide in 2021, 2022 to start price gouging everybody. I guess for for years they just thought, nah, we're good with the status quo. But now all of a sudden, we're going to start price gouging. No, that's they're trying to take the blame off Biden again because God forbid Joe Biden can ever be wrong on anything, even though he's been wrong for 50 years. It's ridiculous. It's pathetic is what it is. Now, also, here's another thing, though. Well, hey, let me let me go ahead. Let me add one more thing here. Go let ahead. me caveat ahead, off you I was going to say that. Caveat. Hey, let me caveat off you a little bit here. 
Hold on. Once again, want to change the rules. It's always changing the rules. Well, it's always changing the rules to protect you. I was was there, but you kind of froze for a minute. But um, you're saying they're changing the rules again. It's kid games. It's kid games. Remember being... I I was a big brother in my household, and if I wasn't winning, I changed the rules to because I felt like I was a little bit smarter, a little bit this, that, and other. I don't think Democrats are a little bit smarter, they're but they're trying trying to change the rules. It, it just no Democrats, you know Democrats, a true winner. Democrats just think the American people are stupid, and they have the media that helps them put out the lie on their narrative, so they know they can get away with all this nonsense. A true winner works within the game rules but the true winner does the sister says i don't have to bend rules i don't have to do this that and other i can win inside of the game's rules and the democrats are losing mm-hmm. oh uh, hands over fists you know, they're losing big time and they know it they're up to 26 retirees because they know what's coming in the midterms they know what's coming that's why they're pushing so hard on this voting rights legislation that's all they got left is to focus on that well now. Well, I, I, I just Googled um, uh, Democrat superstars, I guess you could say. So I'm going to read the list here. Stacey you ready? Abrams. Stacey Abrams, yeah. Well, we'll go down the list here. Go you got Elizabeth Warren. She's not a superstar. She's a has-been liar who thinks she's an okay. Indian. Go ahead. Okay. I'll give you my well, opinion on all of them. Okay, well, you you got Elizabeth Warren. Isn't she Focahontas? Yeah, Isn't she's, she's Foxahontas, yeah. As trouble yeah. call her Pocahontas, but everybody else calls her Pocahontas because yeah. she's a liar. Pocahontas. Yeah. Um, she's a superstar in the Democrat Party. Amy Klobuchar. I still think every time she talks, sounds like she just got done drinking a bottle of vodka. I swear I think she keeps a bottle in her top drawer. I, she might be the sanest one out of all of them, but still don't have anything for her. Now, here's a man that... Um, Really made our life miserable a couple of years ago uh, when COVID first hit. Um, and uh, John at the Black Rose used to call him, um, I forget what he's called, maybe you can recall, but Roy Cooper. Roy Cooper Roy is Cooper. at the top of the Democrats' uh, all star list. He's the governor of North Carolina right now. And you know why he's at the top? I'm, I'm guessing is because ever since he won re election, you ain't heard nothing from him. He, he's keep, he keeps a low profile now. So you don't hear anything well, from this guy. And I'll give Roy Cooper credit, though. He hasn't tried to shut North Carolina down again since he got reelected uh, like he did the first time. So I'll give him a little credit well, on that. he was smart. Yeah. Well, he, he knew besides the cities he wasn't going to get reelected well, besides well, he also, Raleigh and Charlotte. Well, he also knows he, he has a Republican legislator, too, legislation. So, uh, you know, they, he, he wasn't going to get away with it anyway, regardless. So. I, 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 he, North Carolina almost went like uh, Virginia, yeah. the Republican uh uh, attorney general and assistant um or the assistant uh not assistant governor but uh, the governor yeah, the lieutenant, lieutenant governor. governor that's the word i was looking for yeah. mitch landrew now, i don't that, know who that is i don't is. know who that is either what does it say he what is he a senator a congressman uh, he was uh he was an orchard he was a he was one of the developers of the infrastructure structure bill now, already he's a douche okay i don't know him yeah uh, Gina Ray, Raimondo. I don't know who she is. I don't know who is. she is either. I'm, I'm assuming from California, though, but I don't know who she is. Uh, Rhode Island. Oh, Rhode Island. Okay. Of course, Gretchen Bitchmer. 
They actually think she's uh, a superstar. I don't even think she's going to win her uh, governor's race. She's already tied with the former Detroit chief of police. Uh, after she locked that whole place down and destroyed it, I don't think she has a chance in hell. I, that, I don't even know why they got her on that list. I don't know neither. Phil Murray, have you ever heard of this Phil guy? Murray. Wasn't he the New Jersey uh, governor at one time? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and he, he has nothing, JB, nothing to show for it. JB, the JB. Illinois governor, right? Can't say his last name. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's the one. Trickster. There you go. He's the one who uh, locked down Illinois, and then his wife went on vacation to Florida. Yeah, he's a, he's mm-hmm. he's a piece of trash too. So. Yeah, yeah, and and Illinois has been going downhill mm-hmm. ever since uh, he became governor. Yep. Uh, and then your 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 candidate of choice, Stacey Abrams. So <laughs> she ain't no superstar. She tried to. You see, she kissed Biden's ass trying to be vice president after after she said she wasn't going to kneel down to anybody. And then, of course, they chose Kamala because she had a higher profile. Stacey Abrams is a joke. Now, she is running for governor again in Georgia. So we'll see what happens down there. But Because that was stolen. It was well, no, Air quotes, see, and then, stolen and, from and, her. And then when people ask her, well, how come uh, you never conceded in, in 2018 and, and you said Trump should have conceded? She said, "She said I conceded that uh, that the guy was going to be the governor, but I didn't concede that it was a fair election. You know, wordplay. You know, saying something like she still says voter suppression caused her uh, being governor of Georgia. She just can't admit that uh, she lost. But everybody else is supposed to admit that Trump lost. So, uh, yeah, you know, if she got questions, good on her. I mean, that's her right, just like everybody else has a right. So, Democrats mm-hmm. contested the 2016 election, even though now they forgot that now." They contested the 2000 election. They forgot that now. They're all hypocritical line pieces of trash. Like I said last week, notarize all their tongues. They won't believe a word any of them say. Now, but now you hear something, though. You can expect your insurance premiums to go up for all you people that voted for Biden because uh, since he lied about getting all these free tests for everybody, it's now going to force insurers to pay for up to eight COVID-19 tests per month. Now, so <laughs> where do you think that cost is going to go? Your premiums to the going, consumers. Your premiums are going to go up now, thanks to Joe Biden. But now he's still going to say it's a political win. He's still going to say, "Look, I got you these tests," but he's going to overlook the fact that he made you pay for them. <laughs> That's what he's going to overlook. I got you the test, even though I said I was going to get them all free for you, but actually I made you pay for them with higher premiums. <laughs> all wordplay, and the media will let him get away with it because they're all shady pieces of trash. I'm telling you, it's just so much going on week every every more every week every week every week. Chris makes me sick. Now, we're almost in the story time, but I got one more rapid fire for you, my friend. Get this. In New York City, you will be locked up for a Class D felony if you have a counterfeit vaccination card. This is all while they're letting criminals, like you pointed out last week with the new DA, they're letting them go out and have free reign committing crimes and harming other people. But if you don't have that, if you have a fake vaccination card, you will go to jail and be arrested with a Class D felony. This, this is where our country's going, George. I hate to be cliche about it, but what happens in California and New York City happens to the rest of the major cities in the country. It's scary. Mm-hmm. It is. It's scary. And, and, and my question, how do you fight back? Where where do you fight back at if you if you do you, you can't man, I am tongue twisted right now with anger. Of how people are being mistreated, yep. on on how unfair the system has really became. That if you don't have your vaccine, mm-hmm. 
you can be a felon, but I can do armed robbery in New York City and and, and not even have to post bail. Yep. It's disgusting, dude. Get read, the fuck out of here. I read a story Why? today. How how is this fucked? How does this even happen? It's it's slowly turning into a communist country, socialist country where the, the government makes all the rules. This is how this is how it starts and this is how if you don't have your little card, you know, to prove you have your papers, but I just read a story today uh, that uh they they took a guy's custody rights away from visiting his kid because he he was not vaccinated. This is bullshit. This is bullshit how they're trying to dictate what everybody can do over a vaccine that is not curing the thing. Like you have pointed out many times, it did not solve anything. It's not solving the pandemic, and they know it's not. So then they reverse to, well, it's keeping people from going to the hospital more. That's their, that's their freaking answer. It didn't solve anything. It didn't eradicate anything. But that's what they're still trying to push, and it's getting ridiculous. Thank God I am not in the Marine Corps anymore or even have a job because I would be, I would not, I'd be like you at school. I would sit this one out. I would sit outside with a cigar. I would not play games. Yeah. I would not play the game. So yeah. it's it's making me yeah. sick. I'm, I get I get pissed off about it just like you when I think about it, how they're forcing yeah. this stuff on people, causing people's livelihoods, taking people's custody rights away from their kids because they made the choice not to get vaccinated. I'm not getting vaccinated until I damn well want to. And that's probably never going to happen. Look, I'm not. I'm not opposed to it. I'm not either. Want you, you want to do it? Do it, but don't force people. Don't force people. I, That's bullshit. I want a vaccine that works. That's a start. And and, and, and let's start with big pharma. Big pharma says here we can sell them a, a watered down vaccine that that may work or might not work. We and what's sold? And what's funny is we got sold a lemon. Yeah. They're pushing we sold a lemon. There's and, lemon laws for cars. <laughs> there should be a lemon law for this fucking vaccine. And what's funny is the hypocrisy of pushing a vaccine that the two head honchos in this country basically said before the election, I wouldn't take anything if Donald Trump's involved. Now all of a sudden they're trying to push it on everybody, make it mandatory. When they themselves downplayed the vaccine from day freaking one. All because of political Operation Warp Speed. Operation Warp Speed was Trump's baby. Disgusting. Freaking disgusting! Okay. I may have to I, change. I may have to change my assholes of the week here later on because I had some, but I may have to change them. I don't know. Okay. <sighs> but look, once again, it goes back to the conspiracy. I've said time and time again, and you've said time and time again. They can cure cancer. Mm -hmm. There's they, too much money into cancer. I, I, they I, can cure COVID. I really believe. But this. now there's too much control. Yep. Now there's too much control. Yep. yep. Now oh. you can control people's behaviors. Oh. Now you can do this. You yep. can make yep. people conform to the way you want them to think and yep. act and react yep. if you have this little card. And they're going to play this Get game. The fuck out of here. Fauci came out finally and said, well, we're not going to eradicate the coronavirus. He finally admitted it. But like you said, it's all being used as a power ploy. It's all being used for political purposes, and it's disgusting. If we didn't have so many stupid people who vote Democrat in this country, we could put an end to this nonsense. But it's like you said earlier, how do we fight back? It's hard to fight back when you got all these idiots that go with everything they freaking say. You see CNN's ratings are tanking. People are not believing CNN anymore, which is a good thing. 
but hell, they're all they're moving over to MSNBC, who's actually might be worse than CNN. They spread more lies than anybody. Joy Reid, who I talked about a couple weeks ago and said what a piece of trash she is, she's actually going to lose her show at 8 o'clock on MSNBC because they finally realized that she's nothing but a piece of trash. So she's out, thank goodness. But you still got that idiot Rachel Maddow, who, who I don't know, she's playing both sides of the fence. I don't know what the hell she's doing. But, but I did read a poll today. A lot of independents and a lot of Democrats watch Fox News because they know they're not going to be lied to. That is the reasoning, is why they're saying that, is that... They know Fox News has their opinion hosts in the evening, Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, Laura Ingram. But they know throughout the day it's actual news people that aren't going to be talking down to you, tell you you're stupid, tell you if you don't get a vaccine, you're killing everybody. That's why a lot of Democrats and independents have switched to Fox News. And that's why their ratings are so high, while CNN, Jeff Zucker, has tanked CNN just like he did NBC years ago. But yet somehow this idiot will find another job later on. And MSNBC is tanking also. So I don't know, Chris, uh, but when it, we got but when we still got that many dumb people in the country, it's hard to fight back like you were saying. It comes back down to the individual person too. Here, now all of a sudden I believed you. I believed my government. I believed my news. And now you're telling me I did this thing that isn't exactly working out? <laughs> no way. I, I believed you. There, there there's there's a set of look, I want to trust you. And I still will trust you, but I don't exactly know now. And, and, and people, people's attitudes, I think, are slowly starting to change because they're starting to do without. I said this time and time again, if you want to conquer America, you turn off the electricity, the water, and take away Walmart, we'll surrender in a fucking heartbeat. And now that people are starting to do without... They're also starting to see the lies. Why can't we have this? We used to have this. Mm -hmm. Why can't we have this now? What What's happening here? They're starting to really question the system and the system that they used to not question. It was always there. It was always there. Now you're starting to affect, you know, people individually. This isn't happening in someone else's neighborhood. This isn't happening in someone else's backyard. It's happening in everyone's house right Exactly. Now. It's affecting everybody finally, and people are starting to wake up. Now, I, I, let me bring something up. Someone told me the other day that through the, through the Christmas holidays, you know, because the prices of everything is going up so high, that they had turkey everywhere they went. For three days in a row, every house they went to had turkey. Um, now, these aren't poor people to begin with, so I mean, these are just cheap people, if you ask me. Because they didn't want to buy the, the the prime roast like you did, paid seventy seven dollars. You know, uh, shit was tasty. Huh? It was damn good. Great, <laughs> so, so, but sometimes sometimes you gotta embellish, dude. You gotta get that yeah, shit. But that's what I say. But some people are too just too cheap, whether they can afford it or not. So this person had turkey everywhere they went. But I bring this up because, like you just said, it's affecting everybody now. And when you start taking stuff away from people, I mean, you're not going to take my prime rib away. You know, you're not going to do that for me. You're not going to take this. You're not going to take that the other. That's when people are going to start getting disgusted. And like you said, now it's finally hitting everybody. It's not just hitting a few places. So now it's starting to hit everybody. So even the people who, even the, I had someone tell me, I voted for Joe Biden because he was the lesser of two evils. And I was like, well, what are you talking about? What has Trump done that's so evil? Of course, they had no answer. But now when I think of that person every day, I think, what an idiot you are. You didn't do any research on Joe Biden, even though there was 50 years worth of stuff out there, and you still went and voted for this guy. And now you're sitting there struggling, because this ain't one of the rich people. So they're sitting there struggling on gas every day, wondering how they're going. They ain't, they ain't buying no damn prime rib. I guarantee you that. They probably eating chicken tuna out of a can. So 
that those are the people that get on my nerves who don't do their research. If you voted for Joe Biden, please do your research in the future and stay out of a voting booth until you fucking do. That, that's all I'm going to say on that. I'm, I'm, I'm disgusted more every day. And well, I'm going to circle back. Oh, shit. <laughs> I said all that to say this. I said all that to say this, Chris. <laughs> Fuck Joe Biden. All right? <laughs> I'm going to circle back to something you just said, and, and we just passed the holidays. That, to me, Christmas and the holidays isn't necessarily about gifts. It's about good meals and friendship and loving exactly. uh, each other. And I'd rather have the gift of eating a prime rib and the, and the joyous moment of being in the presence of people I care about than the gift giving, really be honest with you. And once you understand that spirit, they can't break you. You will have those finer things to share in those meals, and you will give up on all that other material shit that Buttigieg takes credit for fucking bringing in the, the, the next holiday big toy and shit yeah, like that. Exactly. You'll give that up. Well, I agree with you. That's why I said earlier, I hate when they say they saved Christmas. You didn't save Christmas. Christmas yeah. was coming regardless. So People were going to do that. that regardless. Exactly. Yes. So, Absolutely. Now, now we've uh, we've gone over an hour already, so uh, I, I may uh, let me ask you this: Do you think we should push story time out the next week? Because uh, well, I think I think we're rolling. I, I want story time. Do you want story time? <laughs> story time it is, though. I mean, I'll try to condense it because I'll try to do like what six months to a year, but. Uh, I might have to break this into two it, weeks then. We'll see. It, it, it was a big truck this week. We had a lot to unpack. We did. A lot to offload. You know? A lot to offload. You know, uh, offload. I mean, a lot of offload. You know, the, the, the forklift, it, <laughs> we had to refill with gas because that ain't electric yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I thought our battery was going to go dead, <laughs> and then you reminded me it was gas. So, yeah. And, and, and then we had to go wait in line. It was yeah, back in the seventies. It's a full just, van right here. Yeah. It's a full van. Crazy, out of control, man. Okay, yeah. so all right, we'll pick up where I left off last time. Swore back in the Marine Corps, December twenty six, two thousand, the day after Christmas. Booty Judge didn't save that one. He was mm. probably back in high school or junior high, behind the bleachers, sucking. He was doing something, I'm sure. But anyway, um, not that there's anything wrong with that, Chris. No, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, if that got him off, they got him off. I mean, I like being sucked under the bleachers, well, just not by a dude. <laughs> I wasn't going to go there. I was, I, you know, I wasn't going to go all the way. But okay, it's my preference. It's my preference. Hit me if you want. I just, it's my preference. I wasn't going to go all the way like Buddha Judge did. Okay, good to go. But anyway, so now. Obviously, when I came back in, I had to wait on order. To all our gay listeners out there. <laughs> what episode was that? <laughs> that was Shit Show from the Get-Go. can't remember the number of that one. Watch that one. Shit or, Show listen, from the Get-Go. Yeah, listen to that one with John Hopkins on it. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I was waiting orders. So they had me working at the recruiting office. I pretty much, I just uh, drove people to MEPS. I ran with all the pulleys. Uh, oh, dude, I was running a lot then. Uh, but, uh. And actually, I would even take the government vehicle home one sometimes until someone found out about it, and then they complained about it. So uh, they wouldn't let me take it home no more. I had a car, but my my wife at the time was using the car. So um, now, also here's another thing: I, none of my uniforms fit me when I came back in because I had got out of the Marine Corps at 165 pounds, and when I came back in the Marine Corps, I was 209 pounds. I was obviously I was below, or they wouldn't let me back in. But I had gained. What, 35, 30, what, 35, 40, 44 pounds in the five years I was out. So 
Uh, I had one set of camis that would actually. Well, fit. you're doing good. I only been out for three years and I've gained fifty pounds. <laughs> so you're doing definitely better than me. Matter of fact, let me let me no take that back. I've been out three years. I've gained. 70 pounds whoa so well i can't say anything yeah. though. i mean i can tell you since i retired i like i said i had gained uh well about 70 pounds also and now now i've lost uh yeah. i've lost almost 50 of it so yeah thank god you know someone told me the other day two things when you start to get older that you can't stop doing and that's smiling and moving and i there's a lot of truth behind that you can't stop smiling because the world will take you down if you let it. The world is is the swamp of infinite sadness. You gotta keep smiling through it, couple and you gotta yeah. keep moving. Yep, yep. You yep. gotta keep moving. If you don't keep moving, you will get sedimentary and and, and, and die. Okay. You gotta get fucking moving again. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably gonna yep. break this story time into two weeks here because I got I got a lot to cover here when I got the tank battalion. But anyway, I had one set of camis that that fit somewhat. It was, it was a little snug. So I walked around in camis all the time. And, you know, Marine Corps, you don't walk around in camis everywhere. Uh, you know, well, you don't anywhere outside of base. And I was not on a base. So you knew you were going to run into that one old guy. So I was at the Canal Mall. That's where the uh, recruiting office, it was inside the mall. And I'm walking down to the food court. And, of course, that one old man, I didn't think you could wear your camis out in public. You know, and he wanted to start going on. <laughs> but I had, I had the recruiter with me, Gunny York, great guy. I had him with me, so he explained the situation to the guy. And, of course, you know, the old red hat wanted to talk for a while. So, you know. But um, that's all I had, really, was one set of camis. Uh, come February, I get orders to Tank Battalion. 2nd Tank Battalion, 2nd Marine Division, Camp Lejeune. I'm going to say this. Is, tank Battalion was my favorite unit of all time in the Marine Corps. I had a ball the whole time I was there. Uh, I was new to the I – was, I was back in the Marine Corps, so I was happy. Um and this is when I told you last time, I, I didn't know shit about the Marine Corps the first four years I was in, young and dumb. This is when I started learning a lot about the Marine Corps. This is when I would get, grab that clipboard, like I said, and I would walk in people's offices and just start asking them questions. And as long as I had a clipboard, they thought I was somebody important, even though I was a lone Lance Corporal. I had to come back in as a Lance Corporal. I forgot to mention that last time. Yeah, yeah They made me start back at a Lance Corporal. Um, but it was in my contract to pick up Corporal in six months. So... But, you know, admin's always screwing everything up, right? So six months came and went, and I didn't pick up corporal. So I'm asking my gunny, gunny, I, I was supposed to do, I was supposed to get corporal. He's like, what do you mean? Gunny Black, gunny Black, good people. He retired as a master of guns. I actually ran into him 10 years later in Japan. Um, so I had to go, I had to call my recruiters, first of all, and they had to fax me all this paperwork, because I had a fax machine at my house. Or in my <laughs> so uh, they faxed me all this paperwork of my contract and all that that showed I was supposed to pick up corporal in six months. I had to take that to the company office, then over to DPAC, which is where you were at. This is I a, was there. Yeah, this is 2001, February, March. Well, actually, by this, this is June, July. This is July, August 2001. So uh, I'm over at DPAC. I was uh, still there. Yeah, and, and they finally got that unfucked. And I don't know if they backdated it, though. I don't know if they did. They may have which should have been, I think, June. I don't know if they did or not, but I know I did pick up Sergeant a year and two months later. So either they didn't backdate it and I picked it up a year later or I picked it up a year and two months later. So maybe they did. I don't know. Can't remember. But uh, anyway, I got finally got promoted to Corporal. But here's another thing I learned when I came back in. See, the first four years I was in, whenever you had an issue, you told your Sergeant, they told the Staff Sergeant, they told the Gunny, and, and things would get taken care of over at the admin office. But like, you, but like you said, things had changed. Uh, there wasn't, no, you didn't really have anybody in admin anymore. You know, you had some people yeah. in the company office posing as admin. 
Uh, but yeah. they, they didn't do admin. You had to go to DPAC. So I got I found Marine Online. Marine Online was a great tool. Uh, I learned how to use Marine Online. I, and, and I started out in the mess hall. They put me in the mess hall for a while, but but Gunny Black liked me, and he liked to rotate people Chow around the mess hall. And uh, so after after Chow after a month or two, after a couple months in the mess hall, he put me down in the field mess, which is the warehouse, like I've stated before, where we keep all the food service gear for field operations. So he put me down there. Um, this is where I learned about Marine Online. I was on the computer every day, and I, I learned how to navigate Marine Online. I learned everything about it. And it was so cool because you could look up old people that you knew the first time you were in, and I would find out where all they were yeah. at and still see if they yeah. were in the Marine Corps and all that. Yeah. Um, and actually, only one of, them, one of them was still in the Marine Corps at that time. But uh, anyway, this is where I learned. They, they, they had screwed me out of my first four years in the Marine Corps. My first four years didn't exist. And I, I was like, this, this doesn't look right. And you know as well as I do, and, and half the people listening to us understand it, but for the half that don't, your time in service and all that, that counts towards promotions and, uh, you know, and other things. So obviously it was important. So they were screwing me out of four years. I was like, huh. So, of course, I took it to my gunny again, but things had changed, and gunnies didn't really do a whole lot to, uh, nowadays. <laughs> They'd be like, well, you got to go to DPAC. Like, okay. <laughs> so I took my ass to DPAC, uh, brought it up to them. They pulled my stuff up. Um, it's so funny, though, because there was a warrant officer, a corporal, I think a lance corporal, and they were all sitting there trying to under figure this out. And I brought all my paperwork with me. I had my DD-214 when I got out the first time. I brought all my stuff with me. Uh, so they're sitting there trying to count backwards by this point. So, you know, they're, they're counting and because they have to make everything concurrent. I mean, you're admin. You understand this, right? Well, I, I mean, I don't know. If we, we actually teach us the admin school how to calculate. Well, okay. uh, pay entry base date and everything. Yeah. Well, that's what they had to redo. They had to do my pay yes, entry yes. base date and everything. So, my original yeah. pay entry base date was was July uh, July tenth, nineteen ninety one. Well, they had uh -huh. to do the math and count everything backwards. So then, my new pay entry base date became nineteen ninety six. Sometime in nineteen ninety six, um, I guess December nineteen ninety six. I guess I don't remember, but. Um, but yeah, it was so funny watching them sitting there counting on their fingers, <laughs> and they're all comparing notes because none of them really seemed to know what what to do. And they were all saying, "How do we fix this?" How do I say? But they eventually got it fixed. I'll give them credit. Now, the only thing they didn't do, uh, well, and I guess that's kind of well, I had my DD two fourteen, but for some reason, all the awards I had in my first four years, which wasn't really anything, you know, you, you got your national defense, which yeah, I guess that was put. They, I guess, I was only missing one or two awards from the first four years, which. Maybe just one. I think a Southeast Asia, I think, when we did on the deployment, I think. That might have been the only one. Uh, I don't know if we got anything for the Haiti thing. I don't know if we got a humanitarian or anything for that. So I don't know. But I don't remember. But it seems like there were two that never got put back in the system. And then I just said, I'm not dealing with that anymore. I wrote that off. And I just said, forget it. I don't care. So forgot about that. But Marine Online was a great tool. Like I said, I was able to fix the, 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 the screw-ups they did. So everything was back on track. I got promoted to corporal finally after I got all that paperwork and showed them that it was in my contract. So here we are rolling along, uh, come across September 2001. Uh, I'm a corporal. I'm in the field mess learning the new tray ration heating system, which you know what that is, correct? Yeah. Yep. yep. That's the thing where they put all the, the metal trays of food in and, and heat it up. Uh, a Marine actually invented that and sold it to the Marine Corps, so he made a lot of money. Former food service guy, which it was a great it was a great setup. It sure beat the hell out of the old system where you had to lug all those ranges around and, and you couldn't be mobile. Tray ration heater, you strap down in the Humvee, you could actually cook a meal as you're rolling down the rolling down the highway or in the desert, whatever the case may be. So it was a very great system. So all I did was spend every day learning how to rip the extremely burn. expeditionary. It was very expeditionary. 
And I just spent every day learning how to break the burners down. I, I learned that system inside and out. I was the go-to guy for it. Um, that's why Gunny liked to rotate people around to the mess hall, back to the warehouse. But once he put me there, he never rotated me ever again. I stayed in the warehouse the rest of the time I was at Tank Battalion for the next three years. And it never went back to the mess hall again. Um, so we roll into September. Except we set up the tank gunnery, the tank tank battalions or the tank units. They used to there was like three or three four companies with the reserves. There was Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, and Delta. They would all go out and do their yearly qualification with the tanks, and they would spend two weeks out there near uh, the rifle range area. And there's a there's a there's a SR10, I believe it's called SR10 is the range. So we would go out there and we set up a a little field mess and all that, and we would feed the Marines for two weeks. That was when 9/11 uh, happened. Uh, I was uh, I remember that day very clearly. We got up one morning, me and uh, PFC Cardi, who uh, actually is still a friend of mine on, on Facebook and all that, Gary Cardi, out of New Jersey. I always tell him that's a shitty state, but he defends it. But anyway, we're rolling back to Camp Lejeune that morning, or main side, I should say. Uh, we're rolling in there to get some supplies. Once we get back to the mess hall, everything's all fine and cool. We walk in. All of a sudden, Master Sergeant Fitzsimmons, who's running, who ran the mess hall, this is before the civilians took it over, he comes in and he's, he's saying, hey, turn on the news, turn on the news. Someone just uh, attacked something in, in New York. So they turn on the news, and that's when they see the second plane go into the uh, towers. So everybody's freaking out. Well, I don't say freaking out. Everybody's all excited. They're going, oh, my gosh, what is going on here? Everybody thinks they're going to war. So, yeah, we're finally going to go do something. Because, <laughs> you know, Marines get tired of sitting around doing the same job every day. So they were all wanting to go do something. So... I thought that was my ticket out of the field, which I didn't really mind the field. It was pretty cool. It was only two weeks. so. But I asked the Gunny. I was like, Gunny Black, so what are we doing? Are we going back out to the field? He goes, yeah, yeah, get back out to the field. We ain't going nowhere. So we thought we were going to go somewhere, but they weren't going to take tank battalion to Afghanistan. They said that, you know, Afghanistan's not good for tanks. They don't really need tanks over there. So we didn't get to do anything for 9-11 except go through all the roadblocks and all that that we talked about last week during your little story time. Uh, when they actually promoted me to corporal, though, Chris, they, uh, it was actually done in the mess hall. I, I never liked big promotion ceremonies. I still don't like them to this day because I don't like all the attention on me. So uh, once I got the paperwork that said I could be promoted, Gunny Black, we just went over to the mess hall. He grabbed the chevrons. He put them on me. We called it a day. I was happy. I left. I, he gave me the rest of the day off. I went home. Loved it. So uh, so that was 9-11. Now, here's a story for you. When I came back in the Marine Corps, I remember I'd been out for a while. So I didn't know how to act sometimes. I, I was, they sent me to the rifle range, and I'm out there at the rifle range. Here I am still a Lance Corporal. There's a staff sergeant. You know, that's our staff NCIC. And, and I'd been off the range, like I said, five years. I ain't been to the rifle range. And uh, so they're saying how to load. The, you know, they're calling the things over the speaker and all that. And I couldn't understand what he was saying, and I forgot, I forgot the sequence of everything anyway. So I was like, I looked at the stats art, and I was like, I was like, how do we load these magazines? He was like, you put the bullets in them. And I just looked at him and went, I know that's smart ass. I mean, how many do we put in each magazine? And he just looked at me like, who the fuck are you talking to? Because <laughs> I hadn't realized, you know, I forgot I'd been out of Marine Corps so long. I'm like, I didn't, and he didn't really register with me either. I just kept on putting shit in the magazines. <laughs> and then later it dawned on me. I was like, eh, well, he was a young staff sergeant anyway. I was back when they were promoting everybody starting real quick. Uh, and he actually got in trouble later too because he was always trying to scam off work. But anyway, so then I had to I had to tell myself, oh, you're back in the Marine Corps, dude. Yeah, you can't be going around talking like that. So got to get back in the thing. Now, also when you talk about people getting promoted early. Well, you, you fill a magazine, you load a rifle. 
Okay. Okay, Chris. Thank you for that. So anyway, all, all I wanted to know was how many to put in each magazine. That's all I wanted to fucking know. So but, how, how many rounds should I yeah, fill but, into this magazine? But, uh, thank you, Mr. Helper. But, um, but speaking of people getting promoted real quick, when I came back in, I was 27 years old and I had two sergeants that were 20 years old. Um, I didn't have a problem with it. I knew my role. I, I, I knew I knew my role. I was like, hey, I'm a Lance Corporal, whatever. You know, um, I've never had that issue. I know my role. But they, they both knew their jobs, though. You know, they they weren't shitbags in any means. Well, one of them couldn't pass a PFT if, if his life depended on it, so they always frauded his PFTs. And the other one, he couldn't stop getting DUIs. So neither one of their careers really went too far. Because once once the one who couldn't pass a PFT actually got out of food service and and, and went to another MOS. Well, that gig was up. <laughs> so, <laughs> they weren't. They they weren't frauding those PFTs for him anymore. So the tip and, of the spear, right yeah, there. Yeah, and then the other guy after his after his second or third DUI, he was done too. But they were both good guys, though. But uh, and yeah, they both knew their jobs as far as the Marine Corps went. So I had no problems with them being twenty years old. But it was funny though that they couldn't even buy beer and they were sergeants and shit. That was funny. Not even on base because at that point you had to be twenty one on base to buy beer. So. So uh, now one time I, I, when I was working at the warehouse, I drove over to the to the mess hall. To, uh, Gunny Black was over and I was going to go see Gunny Black. And I walked in the back door. And as soon as I walk in the back door, here comes Gunny Black walking down the hallway. And he's like, get out, get out, get out, get out. I was like, what? I, I didn't even ask. Why. I just turned around and walked back out the door. So he comes back out there and he goes, get the fuck out of here, dude. He goes, Mass Sergeant Fitzsimmons is, is on a tear today and uh, he's going to make everybody work Thanksgiving. So get out of sight, get out of here. I got back in my truck. And I, I drove back down to the warehouse, and uh, whew, all the other Marines that worked in the mess hall, they all had to work the whole weekend of Thanksgiving because Mass Sergeant Fitzsimmons was pissed off about something, and uh, he made everybody work. All three watches had to be on all weekend. So, but not that's me. good leadership yeah. right there. Yeah. So, well, that's the way business used to be before the civilians took yeah. over. See, this is right around. I agree. The, this is right around the time the contract for the civilians to take over all the mess halls happened too. I think it went in effect two thousand two actually. So then after that, they didn't have mass sergeants in the mess halls anymore. So Fitzsimmons was the last one for that mess hall, which was mess hall 411, actually. Um, I have no problem with leadership like that. Oh, I don't you either. Fuck up. Look, look, look. Oh, oh, I did that in Japan. I did that, and we'll get to that story you. someday. I did that in Japan. I put everybody on day on, stay on, and I forgot it was Christmas. I, I was in Japan. I didn't know. I forgot it was Christmas, and the, my sergeant came to me. He goes, hey, hey, hey Gunny, you, you think you can let the Marines off, some, some of the Marines off tomorrow? I said, why? He goes, it's Christmas. Oh really? I'd forgotten, dude. So, but, but I did the same thing because they weren't doing what they were supposed to do. So I just yeah. put them all on day on stay on. But anyway, but then Sodexo took over the mess halls, and we lost all the power we had anyway. So you know, after that, and then they did subpar work, which I mean, a lot of people thought it was subpar to begin with. But once they took over, it really got worse. So, uh, but uh, that's when I said I bought my truck. I when I came back into Marine Corps, I bought my first truck, which was a 2012 Dodge Dakota red extended cab. Uh, cool little truck. It was a stick shift. It was awesome. So I used to drive that around. I actually traded it for the truck that you know of, the blue one. So um, I'll never drive a stick again, unless it's a sports car. Well, I'll tell I'll, I'll tell you what changed my mind on a stick was after nine eleven, and we had to sit in traffic all that time, <laughs> and yeah. and you just crept up for like two hours to get on base. Yeah. That's when I was like, yeah, this yeah. stick is not a good idea. So that's no. when I changed my mind on having a stick after that. So. Um, and, and shit nowadays the, the newer sports cars you can go from stick to automatic yeah. you just press a button yeah 
Yeah, true. You can, you can drive. You can push it through the gears. Well, that's like my truck now. Yeah, it can do that now. So yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was having a ball, man. First year back in the Marine Corps, I was having a blast. I was loving life. I had a base house, three bedroom, two bath. I was married. I had uh, two kids. Trevor hadn't been born yet. He'd be born the next year, the following June. So I, I was going to be on my third kid. Um, I had a neighbor across the street who's in the old base housing. You didn't have driveways. Uh, everybody parked on the street. Unless you were in a cul-de-sac, then you had like a parking lot. But normal, everybody just parked on the street. So for some reason, the kids across the street always wanted to come play on my side of the street beside my truck with their basketball. So I would stand, and, and you know, I don't let like people fuck on my shit. So I would stand there at my kitchen window with my cup of coffee, and I would just look out and watch them. And I was just waiting because I knew it was going to happen. And then one day that basketball hit my tailgate, and it hit it hard, too. I went flying out that door. I grabbed that basketball. I kicked it down the street, and I said, "Get the fuck away from my truck!" <laughs> I'm yelling at little kids, but I was I was pissed off. The mom, who was uh, like a Puerto Rican or something, and you know all about that. She comes. <laughs> she she, sure she, she comes running out there. Don't you talk to my kids that way? Blah blah. And I said, "Then keep him on your side of the fucking street and away from my damn truck." He just freaking hit it with the basketball, and she stepped running her mouth. I was like, "Shut the fuck up!" And I went back inside. Her husband was a staff sergeant. I was only a, I was a, well, I was only a corporal at this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was only a corporal at this time. Well, well, maybe he was. Maybe this was later. Maybe this is when I was a sergeant. Because maybe anyway, it doesn't really matter. But anyway, the point is, you know, the old phones. They, I used to have a scanner, a police scanner, and I actually still have the scanner, even though it's kind of worthless now because everything's digital. But I used to listen to people's phone calls on the scanner on their cellular phones. Not sell your phone. Well, it was a sell your phone. It was, it was their home phones. It was before everybody really had cell phones. But their house the wireless phones. phones. Yeah, the wireless phones, yeah. The cordless yeah. phones. The antenna phones. Cordless, cordless phones, yes. That's what we're talking about. You used to be able to listen to those on the on the scan, police scanners. Of course, now you can't because they're either all digital or they, they, they just keep skipping channels so you can't catch up with them anymore. So they took care of that. But I used to sit and listen to the neighborhood. I knew every, I knew everything everybody on that block was doing. I, 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 knew, I knew the... The, the little blonde girl across the street over here had a boyfriend who, when her husband passed out at night, the boyfriend would come and she'd make out with him on the front porch. I'd sit and watch him and listen to it on the scanner when they called each other. The Puerto Rican chick, I knew I knew she was uh, cheating on her husband. I would sit and listen to that all the time. <laughs> and, then, and then as soon as she would hang up with her boyfriend, she'd call her husband and say, when you coming home? He'd go, oh, baby, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, you know, we're working late tonight. And she'd go, oh, I'm here all alone, blah, 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 blah. And she would just let, lay into him and yell at him and then hang up, call her boyfriend back and go, yeah, he won't be back for a while. Yeah, she was shady as hell. That's the lady I got into it with. So I had no respect for her anyway. So, but yeah, base housing. Uh, you could. She's learn. gathered intel though. Oh, Look I'm at t- you go, dude. I'm telling you, I knew everything. I knew everything about everybody on that block. You were base housing FBI. I right? was. That's, <laughs> I knew all the dirt bags, and I knew I knew the ones who, who you could trust too. So, and and also, but the kids got me back though because come Christmas time, um, I would put Christmas lights up because you know I used to like to do that and. Uh, they they messed up my lights on purpose. I know they did it, the little bastards. So so I went out there to look at what I was like, what the hell happened to my lights? And I just dude, I just went off. It's like nine, ten o'clock at night on base housing. And I just went off and I just yelled at the whole neighborhood, stay the fuck away from my lights. And I just yelled up and down the street at everybody. I didn't really give a shit, but oh man, base housing was fun though. I enjoyed that house. It was nice. It was good times. So I ordered Domino's, uh, I think it was Sunday night, maybe Monday, I don't know, one of those nights. Anyway, 
you know how like sometimes they put advertisements on the 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 the, the box of the pizza. Yeah, I got a base housing advertisement to go live there. Oh god! Because now it's yeah. privatized. Yeah, it's privatized. Anyone can, any, anyone yeah. can go live on base yeah. now. Yep. It's it's weird how they took over. Now everyone, it's so open to everyone, yep. and you compete with people. You know, I, I think a service member, I think, should have had, had a lot on privileges, especially the younger ranking ones. But I, yeah. I would, I wouldn't live on base housing now. First of all, I don't. Hell like, no. I don't like. I don't like. I don't like that system you just said, and I don't like the way the houses are anyway. They're all connected. Now. Well, I mean, they were connected back then, but they were old. They were built sturdy, and you couldn't hear through the walls and all that. Um, I liked my house. I had, like I said, three bedroom, two bath. I, I liked it. I had a backyard. I had the screened in back porch. I liked my house. Uh, I don't like the way they are now. Two floors, upstairs, downstairs. Uh, all, yeah, I, I don't like them anymore now. They're just run of the mill. I don't know. They're run of the mill, cheaply made. So, if I was maybe a sergeant below, base housing might be attractive maybe. to me because to me, you can kind of get a lot of bang for your buck versus the BAH. Well, true. You get a screened-in porch. You get a you get a closed garage, mm -hmm. driveway. You get a yard that's fenced, uh, has privacy fence. Um, the kitchen is, I want to say, stainless steel. Um, so to me, you get a lot of bang for your buck if you're below uh, sergeant below. Right. Maybe in corporate and below, but if you're a staff in on base housing, no. that means you got a lot of kids. Yep, that's true. And, <laughs> but if you're a staff in CO, you, you know, above a sergeant, you can afford to live out in town yeah. relatively comfortable. So. But you know, I, I oh. used to I used to always use my truck. I would go into the tank tank ramp they called it, the parking lot where they parked all the mm. tanks, and, and and the tanks were on the back side of the building. Motor T was on mm. the front side, so the gate was right here at Motor T. So I used to always use my truck, go pick up some field mess equipment, take it up to the mess hall and all that. Whenever there was a, a function or field mess, um, a, a field operation or whatever. But then one day I, I pulled into the tank ramp. They said, "Hey, um, you can't pull, you can't pull your truck in here anymore." I was like, "What?" I was like, well, why not? Because just POVs aren't allowed. I was like, okay. So then I quit using my truck for Marine Corps purposes at that point. Then when they would come to me and say, hey, Corporal Smith, can you go down and grab some stuff for this function we can have? And I was like, no. Why not? I said, because I'm not going to use my personal vehicle, which they can't make you do anyway. So, so oh. and, and then they'd be like, well, can you get a Humvee? I was like, no, because Motor T takes a freaking two days just to do that. So I ain't going to do that either. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is my stuff. Yeah. You know, but Wait, remember I told you Gunny Alinsky told me on ship that uh, never do personal servitude? <laughs> and then here, here's where I learned, don't ever use my personal vehicle either. So, <laughs> They won't yeah, play so, games, I'll play games. But, I mean, I think in World War II, maybe Vietnam, Korea War, um, tanks served a purpose. When I was in Afghanistan, there were tankers that were augmented for the infantry. So... We had to go into country with X amount of infantry guys. Well, infantry battalions weren't numbered out that way. So how they do it? They yanked from uh, tanks, right? Because tanks were from Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah. They yanked from the the tracks. Yeah. And I think that's one reason the Marine Corps has gone away. They they yep. abolish yep. uh, tanks, tanks. Yep. because yep. they they were turning them into infantry men anyway, not using them yep. for being tankers. You can use the same personnel as trigger pullers. Versus uh, tracked cannon pullers. So, 
Now, another thing is, uh, you know, when I came back in, the Marine Corps had the new uh, McMap training. They'd gotten rid of line training, and you know, which would just get your ass kicked in a bar anyway. But then they had the new McMap oh, training. Both will. Both well, will. Get both will. The Marine, yeah, yeah. They, both, both the Marine Corps will teach you fight, how to fight just enough to get your ass kicked. Well, yeah, because the other the other person had to cooperate with you. And I've never been in a fight where the other guy cooperated with me. So it was, it was like wrestling. Cooperate with me here. <laughs> but anyway, so, you know, they, they sent me to the McMap training. I had to get my tan belt. And I was having a blast, dude. Like I said, I was 27 years old. I was happy to be back in the Marine Corps. I was making good money again. I, life was good, but not for my partner though, because I, you know, I was I was all into it. And and that one thing where you grab their arm and then you hit them in the side with a baton, I accidentally I really hit his ass. And I think I broke broke one of his ribs. <laughs> he was an admin guy. Well, he worked in the company office, but uh, he, he, nice guy too. I felt so bad about it, but I think I broke one of his damn ribs. But I was having a blast with this McMap shit. So now after that, after I got my after recruiting, when uh you know I got my uh was it gray belt? Was that the net or green? What was next? Yeah, tan gray green gray. I, I never I went I never made it brown past the gray. black. I don't think I ever went past the gray. So that was I, a brown belt. Yeah. I, I loved. I, 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 lost, I, love well, my, I lost all interest in it after the gray belt. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm done with this, though. I don't care anymore. So. Well, they attach it to promotion, so well, everyone's got to get to there. Well, I think it, all you had to do was get the gray then because I never went past that. So. Yeah. Well, they changed all that when I retired. But I loved when my admin guys would get out there with the grunts because this is where the grunts are, you know – this is what the world thinks the grunts do all day. It's just doing right. McMap and rifle. They don't fucking really. They play Xbox and go to simulations. But very seldom did my Marines get to train with the grunts. And I loved the fact. I love putting my Marines out there with the grunts. Because sometimes my admin Marines will whoop the fuck out of these grunts. They would throw them around. There's also times where they got thrown around. So, I was having a ball with it when I first did it. But like I said, once I got the gray belt, I was done with McMap. I had no desire to do any more of that stuff. So I was like, okay, yeah. whatever. So. And, and, and when you're not in the combat arms and you're supporting combat arms, you get to out there and go to Tassel yeah. with the combat arms. Um, that's, that, that is where stories are made. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to wrap. We're about an hour and a half into this. I'm going to wrap this up here, and I'm, I'm just going to finish up 2001, uh, which is not really much to tell here. Like I said, we after 9-11, tanks weren't going to Afghanistan, so our hopes were dashed. We didn't go anywhere. Uh, just went to the holiday season. Uh, a couple Marines that, that I had, I won't mention any names, but we had uh, we had one. We had one that I, when I first got down, I had to stay in the barracks for a little bit. He was my roommate. I had two roommates then. I had two, two guys as roommates. Cause that was still when they had three men to a room. Like I said, and eventually they got it. They got out. They got out of that. But uh, one guy, he just got promoted to corporal. I was still a lance corporal. This guy was just a douchebag, man. Um, everybody and everybody thought that it wasn't just me. Uh, like I said, I did my job. I, I knew my role. Blah blah blah. But me and him just couldn't get along. He's <laughs> one day he told me he goes, you know why you cuss so much? I was like, why is that? He's like, because you have a you don't have a vocabulary. I was like, no. Oh. Okay, and I was like, "No, oh, fuck you." Uh, <laughs> I was like, "This guy, he went field day. One day we failed field day, and he he blamed he blamed me and the other guy. He was so pissed off, and I just laughed at him. I said, "Dude, get over it." <laughs> and he went out and bought a, a four cylinder Mustang and thought he was the shit <laughs> until everybody knew it was a four cylinder. And then he and then he he met some huge girl out out at the bar. I think it was Tar Heels actually. 
Is that still around? Tar Heel's still around? It's called something different. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. Max told me. It's, it's something else, yeah. But uh, he met this big girl, I think, at Tar Heels, and, and he married her, and oh my God. And then he put her picture on front of his car, and, and, and her arm was like so big, it took up the whole license plate. It was just like crazy. But anyway, then we had another corporal. I won't mention his name. Uh, he was always in trouble. He was always running a scam. Uh, matter of fact, well, maybe I shall save this one for next time, but he was always running some type of scam. He was always up in office hours and all that whenever he'd get in trouble. But nothing ever stuck. Nothing. And they never took any rank from him, pay or anything. He'd always go in there with some story, and he always walked out the same way he walked in. I started calling him the Teflon Don. It just To me, to me, it became amusing. I would just laugh. I just started laughing. Every time they got it, I'd say, you ain't got him. They, oh, we're going to get him this time. Yeah, you never got him. He actually got out of the Marine Corps as a corporal because they kind of screwed him. <laughs> I think I told this story once. But his package, after Iraq, his package came back. But nobody told him. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so his EAS came, he left, and then they were like, oh, his package got approved. Well, he was already gone. So they knew they got rid of him one way or the other. So because they did not want that's him around any longer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, that's some higher echelon shit. Well, he actually went on to join the National Guard over in Louisiana. And as a matter of fact, we were still friends on Facebook till a year ago. And during all that rioting and all that shit, he was on there saying all kinds of shit. And you know, this, that, and the other, all this racism stuff. Cause he was a, he was a black guy and I liked him. Like I said, I always liked him. I thought it was funny, but I could, last year he just got on my nerves so much that I, he posted this long thing. And you know, when people get on and go, Oh, you tell them better. Uh, uh, couldn't, couldn't have said it better. You go boy, blah, blah. And I just had, I should, I should have stayed out of it, but I just had to go in there and say, this is all bullshit. So then I started pointing out all the shit he pulled over the years. And I'm going, you're putting yourself in this high standard. And look at all the shit you've done over the years. That was the end of our friendship and our relationship at that point. And I didn't give a fuck because I got tired of his nonsense. So, Well, as a battalion admin chief, I was, I was asked a couple of times, can you do a favor for the command? <laughs> Let's get rid of this guy. <laughs> can you do a favor for the command? Oh, man. All right. Well, I think I'm going to end it there, though. We're like an hour and 30. This is the longest podcast we've ever done. So I'm going to go ahead and end it there. Well, that, that ends up to 2001. I'll pick back up 2002, my, my next trip on down memory lane here. But um, but what do you got? You well, we, we, this week we had a lot. We had to debark. Uh, debark. You know? <laughs> Disembark. Disembark off the ship. You, yes. You know? We have the supply train running right now. Of great knowledge. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, <clears throat> so political what, ways. So, well, um, what did you learn this week? Well, I learned this week that um, George stopped doing political uh, command favors because he couldn't park his truck somewhere. They want me to carry that shit across the You're going to take my parking spot away. Yeah. I ain't going to do shit for, for you anymore. Yeah, yeah. I didn't either. Yeah. Um, you know, I learned a new acronym today from you. It, it said it's, it's DTA, don't trust anyone. So. Okay. What did you learn today? I learned that nobody got your red right red Riding Hood analogy. Um, mm. I, 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 well, I didn't learn this once again. This is just reinforced, um, reiterated, is uh, that the Democrats are going to just keep screwing us over and over and over until uh, finally everybody stands up and says they've had enough and vote these jokers out of office and take all their power away. But, you know. uh, oh, I, 
I, I learned another thing too. If What'd you, you play our podcast at past speed, exactly. I sound yes. hysterical. Or... Yeah, everybody check that out. Thanks to Marcus Addis for pointing that out. <laughs> play at half speed, and uh, Chris obviously sounds high right. as hell. So, so. Hmm. Yeah. All right, asshole of the week. Um, can we go with? Well, I mean, let's let's go with. I'm gonna go with Anthony Fauci well, lying in front of fucking Congress no, no, again, and, again, and not taking responsibility. Um. Yeah, that's my asshole week because I haven't been running tasks because everyone is fed up. Mm-hmm. I think everyone's starting to be nice to each other no matter what side you're on right now because they realize we're being sold some bullshit. Yep. And you see where he played? He started playing the victim and saying, I'm getting death threats. And he's talking to Rand Paul who receives death threats constantly. His own neighbor yeah. beat his ass. <laughs> yeah. 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 Who's he talking but, to? But the big question here is, you know, I keep saying how to fight back. And, and, and at the end of our podcast, I'm going to throw these suggestions out there. And maybe you can, our listeners can throw some sh- shit back, you know, at uh, 2 minutes Shed, totally uncensored, gmail.com. It's the number two, not the T-W-O. There you go. But, but something I'm thinking of that we can fight back with is, is let's tell five people about this podcast and, and, and get some grassroots uh, beginnings here because – we come from nothing. We're not trying to gain anything. We just want the people to be happy. Mm-hmm. We want the people to be free. The people. The people. You know? So, yeah. Okay. From that, from that, maybe maybe this podcast can help you be a little bit educated. Yeah. Or educate yourself from something uh, maybe you hear here. God knows there's a lot of people out there that need and educated. Then, mm. And then after that, <coughs> flip a vote. If you're looking one way, flip a vote. Anyone you come in contact with, do wingspan Chris Campbell. Be that wingspan influence. Flip a vote. There you go. There you go. Preach it, Chris. That's how we can take it back. That's how we can take it back. All right. All right. I'm I'm on board with that. Uh, My asshole of the week, I got got a couple, actually. I'm going to try to make this quick. Well, you know, why why do I care? If they're listening, they're still going to listen. You know, I go to the gym. I go to the gym all the time. And you're still going too, correct? Yeah, you said you went uh, there yeah, today. A lot, lot of talent, a lot of talent. Yeah, I went there yesterday, yeah. and uh, talent, talent everywhere, overflowing. Uh, I have my routine when I get there. Uh, you know, I'm sick and tired of these people taking up machines and just sitting there on their phone. Every time I'm done with everything, the last machine I do is the is the butterflies. You know, but yeah. and there's two machines. There's two of them. Now, there, when I was leaving yesterday, there was a guy on one. He was actually using it. Then there was a girl on the other, and just sitting there on her phone. Now, I've, I've ran into this situation before, and if I go up and I say, are, are you using this machine, it's always the same answer. Yeah, I'm, I'm in between sets. Okay. Well, if you're in between sets, get the fuck up and move so somebody else can use it. You know what I mean? So uh, I'm tired of that. Every time I'm there at the GM, I don't even, half of these people, I don't even know why they go. I know why the little cute girls go, just so they can, you know, like you say. TikTok. TikTok, put on social media, look at me, keep keeping the body fit, blah, 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 blah. Because every time I see most of them, they get on the treadmill for less than five minutes. They get on the elliptical for like two minutes. They go get, they, they go do abs, maybe about 10 crunches. They're, they're not really there to do anything. <laughs> this big lady got on the treadmill about two, two, two treadmills down from me the other day. And I'm not knocking anybody because, you know, it's Planet Fitness. That's a no-judgment zone anyway. You can't, you can't judge anybody in there. Um, and I'm not doing that. 
but at least they're there. At least they're there. That's why I'm there. At least they're there. Exactly. Yeah. But my point is, what effort are you really doing if you're only doing three minutes on the treadmill? What, what did you really you're do? Not. What did you accomplish? Not. Nothing. Yeah. So I'm tired of those people, and I'm tired of them holding up machines because they're not really doing anything. So they're assholes in my book because they have no no self-awareness and no courtesy. Now, my other assholes, it, the worst sheets I've ever been to is in Washington, North Carolina. That's a terrible sheets, man. Slow as hell. And they had the whole setup all wrong. I don't know how many sheets you go into because I know you don't have one in Jacksonville, even though you lied to me one time and said they did, and I drove all the way down Western. And well, the sign one. said it. <laughs> then they changed it. Oh, they changed it? What they to put, a, what they to put there? To a circle K. To a circle K. <laughs> okay, Chris. Anyways. All right, when you go, the best sheets I've ever been to is in Winterville. Now, you go in there, it's all, they get you through, they get you down the line. If the line's backing up, somebody jumps off the food line, comes over and helps the other cashier, they get shit knocked out. And another sheet I go into, they have the self-serve uh, checkout machines off to the side, away from the uh, main counter. Well, the sheets here in Washington, they have the self-serve right there at the counter where you're standing in line. So people are, and that lady's always like, you can use these machines if you want, but Chris, Nobody knows how to use these goddamn machines, and it's not hard. I've used it. You go up. You scan your little sheets card. You scan what item you have. I sat and watched a lady one day with a fountain drink, and she was like, I can't scan the fountain drink. So she holds I up. I was with you that day. You, yes, that's right. You were. And she holds up the whole line, and the lady leaves the regular line of people to go help her. So in, in essence, she jumped the whole fucking line. And, I, and, and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking the whole time, there's a button that says fountain drink. You hit that button and put what size you have. You could actually scam them. Well, I think it's all the same price. But if you have a large, put you have a small. Who gives a shit? There's a button. And, and, and they, they pull the scam all the time. A black guy did it with a girl the other day. He jumped the line. And then he told her, see, you don't have to wait in line. He got up there and pretended like he didn't know how to use the machine. So the lady had to stop the regular line to go help him. Even though I was next in line. And I wouldn't even be up the line if I wasn't buying a pack of cigarettes because they have them behind, held hostage behind the goddamn counter. Put them out front and I won't have to bother you and I can use the machine. cigarette machine. Because I know how to scan shit. <laughs> These people are stupid. So everybody... Bring back cigarette machine. Everybody who, everybody who cannot use that goddamn machine in the sheets, you are an idiot and you're my asshole of the week. And that sheets... And everybody that works there is my asshole of the week <coughs> because they are the slowest, stupidest people I've ever seen. Every time I walk in there, I feel like I'm in a goddamn Dollar General because we all know they hire the stupidest people in the fucking world. And this sheets does the same thing. Must get the Dollar General leftovers. That's my assholes of the week, Chris. Anything else you'd like to add? Bring back cigarette machines. <laughs> or learn how to goddamn scan shit for crying out loud. Hit the mountain, hit the, hit the fountain drink button. It's right there. I stood there. I wanted to tell her so bad. There's a button. Oh, my gosh, Chris. Whew. Okay. All righty, then. Uh, it's been a good day. This is the longest podcast we have ever done. So we'll wrap this thing up, my friend. And, um, uh, what's today? Thursday. I'm, I'm going to come see you on Saturday. See what kind of trouble we can get into. It is playoff football, though. Playoff football. Yeah, who gives a shit? But anyway, I'll find something to do while you're engulfed in that shit. So, but, um, all right. Anything else you add? No. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yep. Reach out to us and let us know what you think. 
Hope y'all enjoyed this week's episode. Please join us next week as we have another insightful episode of Two Men in the Shed, Totally Uncensored. Have a good week. Bye-bye.